0: Welcome to the Off-Duty, On-Duty podcast. I'm your host, Brian Eastridge. This is episode number 59. Welcome to the podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com podcast network. We take topics relevant to today's gun owners, and we tackle them from the perspective of concealed carriers and law enforcement officers. To give you both angles of discussion, today I'm going to be joined by Brad... Last name unknown, or uh, for those of you in cop world, Lanuk. We're going to talk about cops and coffee. I'm to give you a little, little backdoor, uh, you know, like a little in the side stage, like what goes on behind the scenes and how come cops are obsessed with coffee. But 1st talk sponsors. Title sponsor of the podcast, XS Sites. Thank you, guys. Out of Texas, American Made Sites the best sites excess sites As always guys that you know the links are in the show notes click away elite survival systems new sponsor to the podcast products for your everyday carry needs since 1979 made in the usa mostly don't just survive thrive at elitesurvival.com go check out their sbr packs the guardian and the stealth CCW Safe, enter code duty 10 You guys know it. Save 10% off your membership when you go to CCWsafe.com and enter code OffDuty10 at checkout. Then you get a legal service membership, the most comprehensive by the most experienced team. And uh, honorary uh, sponsor this week, of course, is EDC Belt Company because why not? Go check them out at EDCBeltCo.com. And uh Brad's company is uh Battleborn Coffee Roasters. And uh, as always, the links will be in the show notes. So uh go check it out. They've got some great products and he's got a fundraiser going on right now. So let's bring in our guest, Brad. All right, welcome, Brad, as I've dubbed you Lanuk because of your current employment. We don't want to give away your your uh, last name, even though it is common, it is common. It's a common name.
1: Much appreciated. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, this is uh, this is two in a row that I have uh, taken liberties to get somebody that's never been on a podcast on the off duty, on duty podcast. And historically for the first like 57 episodes, I really focused on the, the gun stuff and the concealed carry stuff. And I wanted to do like three episodes uh which this is number 3 of just stuff that's kind of not necessarily tactical guns gear uh yep. legal stuff you know and
1: yeah gotcha
0: for those listeners that were at the Guardian conference uh Brad and his crew at Battleborn came through and if you drank coffee at the Guardian conference you were drinking Battleborn coffee um, there was a little logistical error and we were able to correct said logistical error because we just happened to order a bunch of your coffee, the belt company, EDC belt company did. Yep. Yep. Um, and we're able to, you know, provide that to, uh, the patrons of the guardian conference 2021. And Thank you. it was, uh, it was really good. It kept me rolling. Cause I had a lot of classes to teach. So it kept us, uh, yes.
1: Those are two good coffees
0: yeah we the one we served at the uh guardian conference was not the ethiopian it was the uh what was the guatemala guatemalan yeah because yep. a little darker um yep. which begs the question like like cops and coffee and first responders and coffee and like average joe and coffee they all kind of go together there's no real Well, we do this because, you know, it's not a real, uh, what would you say, Uh, it's not a niche thing. It's like a universal language.
1: It is. Everybody drinks coffee, not everybody, but everybody drinks coffee one way or another. and, And I don't think they all do it for the same reasons. Uh, whether it's, you know, cause there are people who are drinking it. Oh, just caffeine, caffeine, caffeine. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it tastes like, but I, mean, I know friends like this. Yeah. Uh, I just want to walk around with two big thermoses of the, of, of this coffee that I would be getting no enjoyment out of drinking, <laughs> but it's just straight. Oh, I, I gotta stay awake. Um, but then there's, there's the others that are like, you know, like you were saying earlier, Bourbon, good bourbon, good coffee, good craft beer. Yeah. I mean, I, I I like specific beers also, and, and I typically buy "quote unquote" nicer beers, right? Because it's a good. I enjoy drinking them the same way I enjoy drinking my coffee. So
0: yeah, I've I've spent. Uh, well, I just crested over half of my career on day shift, and when I was on uh second shift in graveyards, it like coffee was a staple and it was always some <sighs> crappy, like you kicked in five bucks a month and they bought the, like the, the bulk yeah.
1: crud
0: from uh you know, Sam's club or somewhere.
1: Right. And when right.
0: I, when I got to day shift, I had a partner in bike patrol that was like, I would call him a coffee snob, but he's not snobby at all. And yeah. we would go have a, like at a small independently owned coffee shop here in the Metro. And Uh I would, I would order, I didn't know what a latte from a cappuccino, but I'd be like, well, let me try an Americano. That's like black coffee. Right. Right. And it totally changed the way I I was like, Oh, Oh, there's another tier here that I missed. (laughs) Yep. And, uh, so I just started like, I bought an espresso machine and a pour over and all these other things. And I started realizing, I'm like, okay, it goes kind of beyond the whole, it's just caffeine to keep me awake thing. And, and the more I paid attention to it, the better result it was. So it was kind of a life lesson too, you know? Uh,
1: Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's so, it's so true. I mean, you can take, you know, you can start with, super high quality coffee, raw beans uh, and do some great stuff in the roaster with it. And, and then brewing, uh, you know, also changes it. So you can do, you know, some, some coffees are great as a pour over and, and others are less great as a pour over. So these are better at French pre- made via French press or via espresso machine. Or, right. It's, there, there is such a huge variance and, and similar to your your uh, local coffee shop, there, we we sort of had that experience when my wife went to Costa Rica and came back. We were, I don't even know what we were drinking at the time. It was it was, a, <laughs> it was a drip machine with with some grocery store coffee of some kind, and she goes down there, comes back, and she's like, "So, do you know?" coffee doesn't have to taste like this. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I had no idea. <laughs> we, we, you know, we didn't know. And that began our journey of, you know, we bought a, we bought a French press right away. We bought an arrow press right away. And we started buying coffee from a local coffee shop that, you know, roasted beans. And it was far different. What we drank back then than what we're drinking now right but even even at that kind of beginning phase of our learning process it was better it was better than whatever it was we were drinking from the grocery store
0: yeah So so i sent uh one of our loyal patrons and listeners uh mr rob garrett uh a gun writer of of you know quite a bit of notoriety he uh he has what I call the dream job. People send him guns, and he writes articles about it, and you know, ammo and stuff. And I'm like, hey, sounds like that's a good a, job. That's kind of a cool gig, right? Yeah. Uh, but I sent Rob some, and he's like, oh, I got to dig out my French press now, and this, that, and the other, because he he didn't know like the the grams of coffee to water ratio and things like that. Yeah. And thankfully, yep. the internet has demystified some of that. But if yes. you were if you were going to buy like a craft coffee you know good like micro roasted i guess you could say or small independently owned roasted whole bean yep. what's the first step i would say grinder
1: yeah because i mean you can buy pre-ground good coffee also we sell ours as an option to buy it ground also but it's it's going to be a, an improvement but it's still not going to be as nice as fresh as Exciting, as if you can grind it right there as you're getting ready to brew it, because it stays fresher for longer. It stays fresh, you know. All that that off gassing is always happening, but it happens quicker once it's ground. So if you grind it thirty seconds later, you're pouring water on it. That's that's about as fresh as you can you know you can get. So capturing all uh, the grinder, I'd agree a grinder for sure, and they can be bought fairly inexpensively you know yeah 50 bucks on amazon you can get a decent you know burr grinder you're normal making coffee
0: yeah you recommend a burr grinder as do i yeah (laughs) yeah for sure Uh,
1: i'd rather have a and and, you know (laughs) you can get way down the rabbit hole flat burr conical burr all this kind of stuff but (laughs) well really that doesn't that doesn't matter at, at the beginning stages just get something that's a burn on a blade to get some sort of uh consistency with the fineness or the coarseness of the grinds
0: yeah so my uh my lady Trish, she has a super palette and it's yep. it's frightening and i have a uh a hand burr grinder and she yep. bought she bought me a chemex right so uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a Chemex is just a pour-over system, right? And I, I hand-grind one, and then I burr-grind one in the grinder. Same grind consistency, everything else. Yeah. And I make two cups of coffee with this, and I set them in front of her, and I didn't tell her which one was which. And she says, these are both great, but I like this one a little better, and it was the hand-ground. And she could explain exactly the flavors that she was getting that she didn't get out of the burr-ground one. And I'm like, okay, that's insane. And and the only thing I could figure yeah. was like maybe the heat of the burr grinder versus the slow manual grind added something or took they something away. It
1: makes a difference. Well, yeah. she
0: noticed it right off and I was like, that's incredible. But, but yeah, yeah I would go ahead.
1: You know, I was going to say that's more than I could, I can pull off. I mean, my palate has improved over this process, but. It is definitely not, you know, to where the level, like like certain, we had uh, a couple come up to our booth at a, at a market last week or two weeks ago and they asked to taste the coffee and, they, and so we made them, you know, little sample cups and they're like, oh, this one tastes like, you know, I forget which one they were drinking. They were reading the tasting notes and I was like, yeah, you know, some people taste this, some people don't, it's like, it's okay, you know, and he's like, oh, I'll taste it. I'm like, all right. And then he says that the, both of them were, uh, they were professional wine tasters. Oh, sommeliers. Like, yeah. Oh crap. Like it's <laughs> better be good, you know? And, uh, and they tasted and, and oh, it was Costa Rica because he's like, Oh, I taste the orange, but it's not just a regular orange. It's a specific, I forget what kind he said. It's a specific kind of an orange. And I'm like, bro, I don't even know what kind of orange that is. (laughs) I I do taste the orange in it, but I don't, you know, Mm. you're above me.
0: Yeah. That, uh, so yeah, I I always tell people, if you're going to get into coffee, start with a grinder, even if you're doing drip coffee, it's absolutely always best to have a good burr grinder. Even if it's like mine is the, like, I don't know, it's a something from like target but it was a yep. really decent burr grinder and, uh, sure. and then, you know, go from there. And then I think like the next logical progression is like a French press. And I think so too. Cause it's simple. Yeah, I'm
1: not sure why. I, I think yeah, it's cause it's very
0: is. simple and there's not a lot of counter space killing equipment.
1: True. True. And, and it seems like there's not a, like, you know, you can get into pull rovers and such where it's, You know, three different pours at this many grams, this many grams, this many grams. The French press is just put the coffee in there, put the water in there, and walk away for five minutes. Right. And it is, it is simple. It's so, yeah, I'd agree. And that's where we started, I think, too, was with the French press. So, yeah, it's easy.
0: Yeah. And I always kind of drift back to it. I, I always like before we, before you got on Zoom here with me and, and, uh, you know, started your first podcast experience. I, (laughs) I made, I made an 18 ounce cup of, uh, one, one of your coffees. I can't remember that the six got your six coffee Yep, and I don't even Guatemalan. Guatemalan, Good. Yeah. So yeah, listeners that was at the guardian conference. Um, but because it was so simple, I was like, Oh, okay. I got so many minutes and then I got to start recording and all this stuff. So I did it, used my little, uh, electric kettle to heat the water. Yep. Poured it, in, you know, measured the water, measured the coffee, boom, done. And then walk away, yeah. let it steep, press it done. And, uh, yeah. made it just in time to, to come to our zoom meeting.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But, uh,
1: no, it's, it's a good way to do it. I mean, it's easy it's, it, uh, and it's, it makes great coffee.
0: It does. And it's cost effective as well. I mean, you don't have to spend a ton of money on equipment. Um,
1: Well, and I think there's people will ask about that. Like, well, I don't want, I don't have all this money to spend on coffee making. You don't have to. I mean, there are things that start off like a scale, a scale is is another thing that's important, a scale, some sort of something to boil water, you know, make hot water with. Um, And then after you have those things and a grinder, and after you have those things, like a French press, what is there, about 30 bucks, more or less 30 bucks. Yeah. You're talking about every pour-over method, several pour-over methods are around the same deal, 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Chemex, 50, 50 bucks, 60 bucks, something like that.
0: I've got the big uh, one, and I think, you know, it was, it, I think... Well, actually, Trish bought it for me because she is a loyal supporter of all my habits and hobbies. Yeah. So, yeah, but I think I think they're fifty bucks. But there's something like that. Alternatives but out there not, that are thirty.
1: Yep, and there's and really for something that you're going to wash and reuse, you know, day in and day out, or, or weekend every weekend, or what have you. Thirty to fifty bucks to kind of have fun making your coffee not make it so boring and you know set the timer before bed or whatever people are doing you know it's it makes things more interesting and more fun and and the taste improves i think on every one of those ways after you're making a drip coffee out of a a coffee maker you know what i mean like the normal way
0: yeah and i've had uh You know, I have friends and stuff that have the auto, you know, the auto drip coffee maker. And that's fine. My parents even had one that had a burr grinder and it was set to grind, dump and start brewing like at like 5 a.m. Right. Well, they, you know, so they kind of laughed at me about the uh, pour over and all that. I'm like, look, I can use this for a lifetime. Like it never breaks. The electronics don't go out in a French press, you know, Um and if I'm camping, I don't have to have a power source. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like and people laughed yeah. at my French press because I have a Stanley brand French press from like like Ace Hardware or something that's I think it was like $19, <laughs> you know? Sure. And yeah. and it makes a better to me a better cup of coffee than anything I can do with like a percolator or something to that effect.
1: Yeah. And I mean it's it's to everyone's Another, another cool thing with coffee, uh, you can, you can change so much to your taste. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, I had a, I had a, we had a customer send us V uh, V60 because we didn't have one. And, um, he's like, just try it. I think you're going to be impressed. And what was like, that uh, again?
0: Describe the that 60. Yeah.
1: The, so it's, it's a pour over. It's, uh, they make them in, I think, ceramic, glass, oh, like the, metal.
0: You just set over and your your
1: set cup over your cup, yes, yeah, so like a like a like a funnel, a funnel yeah. over your cup, and you put a piece of you know the paper filter in there and dump your coffee in and pour the water just like you would your Chemex, but it goes straight into your cup. And he's like, "I am going to send you one." It's like, ah, oh, dude, like you know, we got the Kalita Wave, we got the we got the Chemex, we got the we we don't, right? I mean, how different could it be? and he's like you like light coffee just shh, take it I was like all <laughs> right so he says it <laughs> and right away we made our ethiopians the next day over in this v60 and i took a sip and i was like what in the crap like this <laughs> is the same coffee i had yesterday in the kalita wave which is also a pour over and it tastes so much different it's like it's the same coffee with the same water with, you know, made by mm-hmm. the same person with the same ratio. And it sounds so silly, but the point being, you can take different coffees, change how you make it, change what you put in it, if that's kind of your thing, and come up with such something that's so specific to you that you like and, you know, your, your wife or a your friend, your husband, whoever, you know, you make coffee with, make it, make it different. I'll make mine this way. I'll make yours this way. French press and a, and a pour over of some kind. And they taste different, but you like this and I like this. It doesn't cost that much. Yeah. You know?
0: So I, I, I kind of tell people, I'm like <clears throat> the, the Pandora's box starts at French press and then, yeah, true, and true. then you, then you go to, okay, well I'll buy some paper filters and I'll try this yep. pour over of some sort. And yep. then the next big to me, the next big adventure is the espresso machine. And yeah. I am not a latte like foam, you know, the foam wand, they could leave that thing off. I don't need it. Um and it's, you know, pulling a double shot of espresso, you know, dumping twelve ounces or ten and a half, eleven, twelve ounces of water over the top and making an Amer- what everybody calls an Americano
1: americano yeah Yeah.
0: and to me those machines don't start getting interesting until you get over the 500 hundred dollar price point
1: agreed Agreed. yeah
0: (laughs) and that's a that's a steep investment and it's a little bit of maintenance there's some maintenance involved and all that but uh but the payoff once you figure it out is really interesting
1: magical it's magical isn't it
0: yeah yeah and uh, which i don't and Here's a funny little aside: is the first coffee that that I tried from Battleborn Coffee Roasters was uh, the Ethiopian, and at the time I was moving, and the only machine I had set up, everything was in storage. Is I had the Ethiopian, which is not something that most people would gravitate towards an espresso <laughs> shot with. You know, it's kind of a little lighter, fruitier thing. Yeah, and. I made it and I was like, Oh, I'm drinking that for the rest of my life. That's amazing. Right. So, yeah.
1: But it, what, people, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say it was like a total like departure and people that I talked to that are coffee. People were like, you're pulling shots of Ethiopian coffee. That's weird. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like,
1: try it. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, there's all these preconceived notions of, I swear one of the, one of the frequent questions we get: Which one of these is for espresso? It's like, well, all of them. No, 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 you're wrong. I'm like, okay, I'm wrong. But how many? What? What do you use to make an espresso? Oh, I have a, I have an Aero, or aeropress. It's like, well, that's not an espresso maker. First off, that's another way to brew coffee. Nothing wrong with it. I have a couple.
0: Yeah, but,
1: you know, I, I also have a Breville. Uh, espresso, which I think you do too. Yeah, and
0: that's like you know, the gateway drug to espresso machines, right? There's,
1: and there's, and those even come with the whatever they call the pressurized baskets where you don't mm-hmm. have to grind it perfectly and it makes the faux cream and the faux crema and all that stuff.
0: See, I use the non pressurized, I'm totally invested no,
1: now. <laughs> no, I, I, me too. But once you like, if you have one of those. I would dare you to take what you call a non-espresso coffee. And at the top of our, with our five coffees now that we have, that's the last one that you would expect to make an espresso with. But I would dare you to go make one with it and tell me that you're not shocked and surprised in a good way. Yeah. Because I've done, we I've done so many of those Ethiopian coaster, the lighter stuff. And And drinking it just straight, no added water, no, just a shot of espresso. Oh, wow. And sit there and just sip on it. And it's like, this is so freaking cool. It's like stuff you don't get out of a higher water content, normal coffee drinking, you know, drink. It's it's cool.
0: Yeah, so... So we got the natural progression. Now the three steps to the gateway of, of coffee, um, <laughs> obsession, French press, then, uh, what do we go with French press and then pour over and then espresso yep. machine. Uh, Just I have an
1: espresso. Yeah. Oh
0: man. My uncle, uh, who's been on the podcast back, uh, he did, he did an episode called two guns, two shootings in two years. Uh, And it was, it was fascinating episodes, like episode seven or eight. And, uh, he has a rocket espresso machine, which, you know, they, they, they start out at about three grand. And when I go to his place, I'm like, uh, I'm going to need you to turn that on. Uh, but, but there again, he's, he said, you know, it's, it's like, I can buy anything and make it amazing in that. And, right, and. The other thing I'm starting to find, and this will be kind of a an interesting, like, it has nothing to do with coffee, but, like, when I get up in the morning and I have, like, my time before I go to work, before I suit up yep. in, like, badge, gun, gun belt, all yep. that other stuff, Same that's, here. yeah, that's, like, my time to kind of get my head in the game, and because, yeah. you know, you don't want to be falling asleep on the job, not because of caffeine, but, the other thing is it kind of gets me focused on it's morning or, you know, it's evening, whatever time I'm working. I have to put some care and attention into this to make it come yeah, out exactly. okay.
1: Exactly.
0: And, and that's that's something uh, I think people that are non-coffee people that maybe just they have a, you know, the old drip, you know, Mr. Coffee or whatever. They kind of, it's, it's like, oh, it does it for easy me.
1: Way.
0: Yeah, Yeah. And I get up and it's like, it's part of my morning routine. And to yep. me, it, it kind of goes along with, well, I press check my gun before I leave the house. I make sure I get a round yes. chamber. I make sure my yep. mags are topped off. I make sure, you know, my, my body armor is set and right. My, all my gear is, is where it needs to be. My cuff case is in the right yep. spot. Um, yep. it, yeah. So it's, it's like, it kind of, before I get to it's all like of that, you say,
1: it's a focus, it's an attention. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, I give a crap about something. Right. You know, and it, it's not just, Oh, the machine turned on at five or whatever, whatever <laughs> the time. And I just wake up, stumble in here and pour myself a cup. It's yeah. Like, but it, it can be better than that.
0: Yeah. Can, you know, But, but for me, it's that, it's that, okay. Uh, first thing in the morning, I've got to focus on something. And, yeah. and that's a real good way for me to get my brain engaged in, okay, I'm going to go, I'm about to go do some dangerous life stuff. So yeah. let me get centered and focused on something other than that. That kind of is a, uh, a, a pathway into now when I go to work, I'm, t- I'm dialed in. My brain's already dialed in on yeah. it. I need to focus on some details. I need to make sure I'm,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. And
1: totally get it. Totally get it.
0: Yeah, and I and that's that's something I've I've explained to like a lot of a lot, especially a lot of guys in law enforcement that are like, dude, the Mister Coffee kicks on. I'm like, okay, wake up ten minutes earlier and start your brain engaging in this process that you have to do step A, B, C, and D, or you get crap at the end. Uh, yeah. So
1: well, and it doesn't. It, like I keep telling people, it, I get the oh, I just use the Keurig because it's it's super quick. It's only makes one cup. I don't need a whole pot. They, they all have their, their excuses. And my answer is always, I make one cup at a time too. Yeah. I don't make a whole pot. I, if I want to, if yeah. I don't want to, you know, you can do anything you want, do whatever you want. But like you can seriously go over to wherever you're at on the counter space and make this stuff happen in three to four minutes. Yeah. It's, and it is it is wake up time it is kind of screwing your head on and wiping the sleep out of your eyes it's cuz you can you know you're not going to damage anything but it is it is wake up time it's it's a focus it's a like what what's the, the navy admiral dude said first thing you do make your bed it's, it's, it seems so easy but it starts your day it starts gets your head right for the the day and,
0: Yeah, I don't make my bed. I just kind of throw the sheet back on, and then I go make coffee. That's my like. That's my thing. And and I figure
1: it's the same same idea.
0: Yeah, I figure if I come home at the end of the day, I'm like, well, at least I started with a really good cup of coffee. I'll make my bed later, Uh, but (laughs) which, yeah, that's just a, a thing. But you know, and for some people, it's you know exercise or it's whatever. But for me, it's like okay, I've got to get dialed in before I go you know, play the game of life or death here, you know? And uh, so, it, you know, that's just just my time to get everything. Like you said, get your head screwed on. And yeah. so, so now that we've established the gateway <laughs> to how to, how to like um, spend your time thinking about, you know, roasting times and all that. So once, once you get past that, like you guys offer five coffees and I've had the Guatemalan, the Bali, the Ethiopian, and one other one.
1: Probably the Costa Rican. Costa
0: Rican, yes. I've had all four of those, and they all four have strengths in different, and I don't mean strengths like the, the strength of the coffee, but like yeah. they all four like, have a process that, that re- they really shine in, if that makes sense. Like I can put all of them in the espresso machine. They're all wonderful. But like. Yep. In a different way. Yeah. The Ethiopian in an espresso versus a French press is a totally different coffee. It's a totally different experience. Yep. And some of them I like better. And part of the fun for me is going, okay, today I'm going to try the Bali in a pour over or I'm going to try the Guatemalan as a French press, you know, or all combinations thereof.
1: Sure.
0: So, So let's say I'm not a coffee person. Like I'm not, I'm not i I'm not a turbo nerd with my, my propeller spinning on my hat. Uh, <laughs> what would be like your entry gateway coffee that is non-offensive in any of the formats we mentioned something that you're not going to go, Oh, that's horrible. And then have to have a customer call and go, man, I tried this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. what's the that's, easiest you know- route? I, I'm going to have to go with with really anything Central, South America, well, Mexico, if you want. Or we have the New Mexico coffee that's from uh, southern Mexico, so it's almost Central America, too. Mm-hmm. But I think that Americans are, are accustomed to the tastes of Central, South America coffee, okay. it, by and large. So... Those are the ones that, as a French press, as a pour over, even as an espresso to a degree, are going to have those familiar coffee tastes. Yeah, Yeah. that uh, and we've only had people come back with the Ethiopian and say, "Okay, this (laughs) is not for me." (laughs) Right. Fair enough. That's fair enough. And that's why we have different. Options because it's that is the our Ethiopian stuff that we've been playing around with has the biggest variance of taste, yeah, from the quote unquote norm. If that does that make sense,
0: yeah, and I would totally agree with that, yeah. I think, and
1: and, and you either love it, you're like, oh crap, this is this is something, and I love it, or it's. This is not for me either way. Cool. Um, but then if you give them the, the, the Costa Rica or the Guatemala, I think that our Guatemala is it's, like the let's call that the gateway coffee for us. Okay. Because it seems like, I mean, a lot of, a lot of the BP guys, the border patrol guys, they it, it's, that's their coffee
0: it, it's not too radical on the flavor spectrum to no
1: it, it's it's your it's your coffee coffee but here but i'll get this too it, i've heard this a number of times, more than a few times this is coffee coffee but it's really good yeah so i get that and it's like okay i see what you mean like you you're used to Whatever, whatever they may have been buying, whether it's a a mail order, you know, subscription type coffee or whether it's Folgers, it's like it has that familiar familiarity, but they can appreciate the quality in it.
0: That difference. Which they should. Yeah. Because
1: it's, I mean, none of the coffees we're buying are cheap, even raw. None of these are cheap Um, because we wanted a higher, we wanted higher quality. So you so we start with higher quality and we roast it well and then it turns out to be where you can I mean I've even playing around, roasted that Guatemalan considerably darker than what we do for you know our normal just to see what it tastes like. Cause that that matters too. <sighs> I want to know what it tastes like here, 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 and here. And I gave some away just because I had it, and they're like. You know, this is this is probably too dark. Yeah, which I agreed, which I agreed with, but you can really tell that it's you can still tell that it's good.
0: So, yeah,
1: fair enough. That's I get I get what you're saying. You know,
0: so yeah, the Guatemalan, I dig it. I've tried it in all yep. the formats, Um and I'll give it to you. Like I think for somebody that's not that maybe is a little, uh, skeptical on how to do things. That's probably the most forgiving as well. You know, you, yeah, can, you I can go, with uh, that. I, I can pour a little more water on it in an Americano and go, okay. And just, yep. um, when, uh, my favorite, my favorite other instructor in the whole world and dear friend, Michael Burgess came to town, um, for the guardian conference. I was making, making us both a, uh, about a 16 ounce well, 14 to 16 ounces of uh, Americano before we would hit the range. And he had never had Ethiopian coffee before. And when I make it in an Americano, it kind of looks, it's got a muddy look to it. It's not dark. It's not light. It's kind of this like brownish color, you know, like acorn color or something. And he's like, Oh, I don't know about that. I usually need cream in my (laughs) coffee and all this. And I'm like, just try yep. it. Just try it. And he did. That's all I ever say, too. <laughs> yeah. He did, and he's like, um, we're going to need more of that before the weekends. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's that good. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think, like, that kind of central region coffee, when you get into the African coffees, they get really interesting.
1: They do. Uh, it, and that's, for me, that's part of the fun because, like, I mean, I have my preferences, and everybody has their preferences. It's the same with beer. Like, I can appreciate a good IPA. That's not my go-to. That's right. not my thing. You know what I mean? But I can I can understand why people like it. So it's cool to, to have so many. It's cool to have a wide kind of a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a
0: variety, I guess you t-
1: the ver- yeah, but they're, they're, it's, it's wide-reaching too. It's yeah. like from super fruity tea-like coffee to Folgers, but good.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: um, and, and that's kind of what we we wanted to to make sure that we offered because if you come in with something like you like like you know, you try to offer somebody an Ethiopian or some some other you know Rwanda or Uganda wherever something over there has such a different taste that if if someone in their mind if you if you hand them a cup and say here's here's good coffee they're already in their mind figure they they know what good coffee tastes like to them but if you say that this is this is coffee but it's different just try it. And then it's kind of take. It's going to be different. Open your mind for just a minute, just just a minute. They take a sip, and like you say, right away, I'm going to need more of this. Yeah, you know, it's cool to have. And maybe it's a foodie thing, and I'm not a big, big foodie like I should be, but a good steak and a crap steak, I can tell you the difference. Yeah, (laughs) you know. Or you, the first time you've ever had a grass-fed, high-fat content burger, and somebody doesn't tell you that it's a good quality grass-fed, high-fat, and they just hand it to you. I can taste the difference. Yeah, it's like, oh man, this isn't what I was expecting a, in a burger, but this is delicious. Yeah. It's the same with coffee. It's the same with beer. It's the same with whiskey. It's the same with wine. Yeah. It's the same with all these things. And, you know, and, and you have, like, I'm sure you understand and have seen there are cops that are open to that idea and there are cops who aren't.
0: Yeah. General public, and, same way.
1: Huh. Right. And, and so that's why, you know, like, I've been asked, same thing you just said. What what's your what's your go to that's easy that's not gonna freak me out? This one, that one, whatever, you know. It's 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 the same way with anything. Oh, I, I only like I have a buddy who loves Mickey's, the Mickey's beer, you know? Yeah. Fine malt liquor. <laughs> and uh you go to somewhere that has nice beer and he, his first question is, what's the closest thing you have to Mickey's? Right that's the thing that, that he's okay with. And then maybe you can branch out from there.
0: You know? Yeah. Uh, I, the crazy thing with that Ethiopian is I've found if I draw, if I pull it in an espresso shot, it is like the fruitiest muddy looking, yeah. like it, it's yep. just got something to it. And then yep. if my friends that are skeptical, they they'll smell it, you know, in the bag, roasted, and they're like, "Oh, that's that's unique, different." <laughs> and uh, I go, "Okay, well, I'm gonna French press it because then it's it's nice and dark. It's a little darker, and it it
1: it, yeah, it, it kind of
0: numbs it a bit, I guess you could say.
1: Correct. That's 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 a good word. That's a good word for it. Yeah.
0: But, uh, well, man, we've covered like the three ways to three three of our favorite ways to make it. We won't even get into AeroPress because good night. I can't. I I haven't even j- jumped in that rabbit hole yet, and then like
1: that's not a bad one. It's, it's it's a fairly easy one, but you know everybody has the. There are typical ways to do everything. The typical way to French press is coarse ground, mm-hmm. four minutes, and be done. Uh, I've been playing around with it at uh, like a nine minute brew time, finely ground, and not pressing. And it's different, and it's the same tool. It's the same maker. Yeah, And AeroPress is no different. You know, super high quantity of coffee to low water, and then pour water in it to dilute it. Uh, or there's grind it coarse, put less coffee. That's the cool thing about it. Doesn't matter. Do what you know. What do what's good. Try it out. See what's good for you.
0: Yeah, the um, but. The, the the last thing I wanted to cover you guys have this Mexico blend and you're partnering in a fundraiser I guess or a
1: charity yeah, so talk, yep, talk about that a little bit a, so there's a buddy of mine uh he lives he still lives where we used to live over in Yuma he's from my previous station we worked together for my first nine years over there and uh I don't remember what year he started this, but it was 2013, 14, 15, something somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And it started off as a, kind of as a fight with management over um, every, every year. We most, most places, most stations do uh, sort of a, the, the put up Christmas trees and, and put kids names on it from the local, you know, the town. Mm-hmm and a kind of a community outreach operation. And he's like, well, let's do better than that. Let's do, uh, let's do a Christmas tree with names of, of agents who've died, whether it's on duty or off duty, you know, cancer or uh, a vehicle accident or a shooting or whatever, whatever it is doesn't matter. Let's, uh, let's reach out to these families and, uh, put names, put their names or or ages, boy. I think he just says boy, girl and age. So it's not, you know, the names aren't out there, but, uh, and then delivers these presents to the different stations and sectors. Um, if they're still along the border and then if it's not, they, he ships it. But so basically he's gathering presents. We agents are buying presents for these kids. And then he, uh, get some delivered to, uh, to where to them on, not on Christmas morning, but near, near Christmas. Yeah. And it's an outreach of, you know, the, the chaplains and, and some of the peer support guys. Um, it's, it's kind of a network of us, like just dudes Mm -hmm. trying to, to get to, you know, let these kids know that they're not forgotten, that their mom or dad isn't forgotten. Um, and, uh, The first year he did this, I was lucky enough to be kind of one of the guys wrapping presents in his living room and kitchen and uh, figuring out how they were going to get from Yuma to Texas or San Diego or whatever it would be. And it was just, I was at his house wrapping and he's like, okay, we have a, we have a problem. I can't get FedEx to get these presents to South Texas by the date that I need with the money we have. So we we hopped in a car truck that night and drove to El Paso where we met with some a uh, chaplain who set up kind of a daisy chain mm-hmm. all the way down to South Texas from other chaplains to get these presents delivered. And so since that time, that's grown. You know the we he's gotten a hold of more you know more of the families. So the, the number of, of, of kids has, has grown um, and the whole thing has just grown and, but it's still always, you know, he, there's all, is needed to run everything and whether it's getting them delivered or paying for shipping or paying for the gas in the hotel on the way to getting that done. Yeah. Um, we're small, we you know clearly, but anything we can, you know anything we can get raised for him to help him get these presents down there and, and bought and delivered. Uh, we want to try to do so. We yeah. do have the new Mexico coffee, which is kind of fitting because it's, it's border patrol themed. And we kind of wanted to run with that with, uh, Hey, it's, it's, us, you know, it's all, everything's BP oriented, the coffee, our neighbor to the South where most of us are working day in and day out. And then, uh, it's a, it's, it's another one of those comfortable coffees, you know, it's, it's widely accepted. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we sell a lot of it and uh, get some money raised for this guy.
0: Man. So is there a sales link for that one? And, and that's a, uh, that goes a sales to a link for for that no, coffee. So, it's just no, through no, your website.
1: It's just through the website. Yeah. We, we don't have, we're just keeping track of, you know, with our website does keep track of what we're selling so then we can just go back and a dollar from each to that. We're just going to give it, you know, give them the cash. Uh, and which blend is real. that? It's the Mexico that is called borderline
0: borderline. Okay. Yep. And I want to put up a challenge to the listeners. They should buy you out of borderline. Uh, that would be awesome. And I got a, I got a, I got a real soft spot for kids, you know, and yep. uh, especially ones Same that have here. lost a parent Uh, yep. and even more so in the line of duty. I've seen it. Yeah. we've all seen yep. it and uh yep. it sucks it just that's one of the parts of the job that just sucks and yeah. uh i don't you know i mean i see a lot of people with a lot of organizations that really try to um support you know the kids that are sure that have lost a parent but i don't think anybody does it better than in-house so to speak
1: yeah um, i get it I get yeah
0: and there's uh you know, you know, the military has networks for that, but and law enforcement does to an, an extent, but I really, uh, I can really appreciate that, uh, you guys are yeah. taking care of your own. And I would put up a listener yeah. challenge to, uh, buy him out of borderline coffee. Yes,
1: uh, sir. Because Christmas got, is coming. Uh, I think we got like 40 pounds of it left. Okay. Currently where we are, you know, raw, it's not roasted yet, but, um, yeah, I, I kind of put out, I think, on Instagram, like let's let's make it so I have to uh, I have to buy more within the first you know within the month of November because he 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 starts his uh, drive with the presents December thirteenth I think so kind of everything will have to be wrapped up by then this year but uh, hopefully we we don't make this just a this year thing or this month thing but we're trying to learn how to do you know fundraisers and help out and. <gasps> We're, we're still trying to figure all this stuff out. So I
0: well, thought
1: that I could figure out a month at a time of, uh, you know, here, here's what we're doing. It's one bag. It's one thing to keep track of $1 per, like I tried to make it so that I could be effective and not, <laughs> not make a mess of it, you know? Yeah. But,
0: um, yeah, well, I'll put the, the link to you guys website in the show notes and I'll challenge the listeners yep. to go buy a bag of, uh, You know, the holidays are coming and I tell you one of the most cost effective ways to get out of Christmas and give somebody uh, a little piece of, uh, you know, a piece of something a little bit finer than normal is buy them a bag of coffee. They make great stocking stuffers. They make absolutely, you know, but you can you can buy a good, a decent French press and a bag of coffee and get somebody started down the rabbit hole. And I think that's a
1: Yep. That's a good inexpensively.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a good place to stop, Brad. So tell us your website address real quick. You got
1: it. Website is battleborn.coffee. It's kind of a weird uh, weird address, but everything.com is taken. Right. And uh, for the for the if, if they want to check out more about this uh, the Fallen Agents Fund, it's fallen agentsfund.org.
0: I'll put that up as well. I'll have you text it to me cool. later and I'll uh sure sure sure. drop that in the show notes cuz I go. I want I want a call to action. I want uh every listener, we get about 1500 listeners a week nice. to buy you out of coffee, especially the borderline yeah. for the the, the Fallen yep. Agents Fund. So well, thanks Absolutely. Brad.
1: That'd you did awesome. great Thank on you. your
0: first podcast and I appreciate you coming on That's and talking about good. coffee with me.
1: I appreciate you having me on for sure it's, it's been fun
0: hey <laughs> thanks Brad thanks a bunch battleborn coffee roasters links will be in the description and I wanted to get him on to uh talk about that charity for you know the kids as some fallen border patrol agents so go check them out at battleborn.coffee cool reminder check out our sponsors excess sites elite survival systems ccw safe off duty 10 will get you 10 percent off of whatever membership you choose edc belt co go get a foundation belt most of our listeners are wearing them thanks guys but you know christmas time is coming friends and family right If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. The Off-Duty-On-Duty podcast is a production of Eastridge Training and Consulting, LLC. Eastridge Training and Consulting LLC presents the following content for educational purposes only. Always take proper precautions. Follow all firearm safety rules. Consult with a competent firearms instructor and have trained medical staff on hand when operating live firearms. Legal content, commentary, or explanations do not constitute legal advice. We are not attorneys and recommend always consulting with competent legal counsel When researching or seeking to understand laws and legal application, Eastridge training and consulting LLC, its participants, partners and affiliates are not liable for any action taken based on the content of this shared
1: podcast.